0: This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Sunday the 18th of September. I'm Emily Ferrier.
1: And I'm Amy Gill.
0: World leaders arrive for the late Queen's funeral. Why that's different from another leader and, and why that's being um, given the green light is, is not something that I, I would be able to say, but my, again, I, I think that probably has a lot to do
1: with uh, Secret Service regulations. And the European Union calls for an international war crimes tribunal Investigative journalists, general prosecutor's office haven't
0: been able to get in there and do the, the, you know, the hard verification work that needs to be done. The Times Daily World Briefing. World leaders and royals have been flying into London over the weekend for Queen Elizabeth's funeral, which will be taking place on Monday. Some have already paid their respects, including New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, who curtsied to Her Late Majesty's coffin. Later, Arden was among 14 prime ministers, including Canada's Justin Trudeau, to meet with King Charles at Buckingham Palace, his first such meeting as monarch. U.S. President Joe Biden and his wife Jill also landed in London late on Saturday. The pair will visit Westminster Hall on Sunday afternoon to pay their respects to the late queen, who Biden said defined an era. They will then meet with King Charles at a reception. Unlike other leaders, Biden will not be boarding on a bus to ride to the funeral on Monday, instead having his own motorcade. Jeff Mason, White House correspondent with Reuters, has arrived in London with Biden and told Times Radio why this was. My suspicion is it has to do with the Secret Service and, um, and the security requirements that the Secret Service uh, demands for um, for the, the President of the United States. Why that's different from another leader and and why that's being um, given the green light is, is not something that I I would be able to say, but my again, I, I think that probably has a lot to do with uh, Secret Service regulations. The soft power of the monarchy has seen it play a diplomatic role over the years. From Queen Elizabeth's role as head of the Commonwealth, a collection of 56 countries once ruled by Britain, to royal tours and state visits. In his first televised address as king, Charles promised a commitment to serve those around the world. And wherever you may live in the United Kingdom or in the realms and territories across the world, and whatever may be your background or beliefs, I shall endeavor to serve you with loyalty, respect, and
1: love as I have throughout my life.
0: But the future of the monarchy's global reach is uncertain, with some nations already contemplating separating from the Commonwealth and following the footsteps of Barbados, which became a republic just last year.
1: The sound of the rehearsal procession in preparation for her late majesty's funeral on Monday. Members of the public in Windsor came out in the dark early hours of Saturday morning for some, it was their only opportunity to pay their respects. While in London, some waited 16 hours to view the coffin of the late Queen Elizabeth, who was lying in state at Westminster Hall. The thousands waiting in line yesterday and overnight were greeted with slightly higher temperatures, with the sun beaming down in London. For some, who were inside the hall on Saturday evening, they were even able to get a glimpse of Queen Elizabeth's eight grandchildren, including Prince William and Harry, as they stood in silent vigil. Before standing vigil, however, the Prince of Wales and his father, King Charles III, surprised those waiting in line and thanked them for paying their respects. But it wasn't just royalty keeping spirits high. One man, Jeff Hack, spoke to Times Radio about helping those in the long queue. And um, I found that folks were... um so friendly. They were sharing their food, their drinks, their personal details. And there was such a unity in the, in the line. Um, everyone was getting on so well. There was no hostility whatsoever. And everyone was so happy to talk to you. Um, we, we, had, we were able to offer medical assistance when it was needed, but we didn't have that experience yesterday. Um, but we, we always had the opportunity to speak to so many people which is such a privilege. Um, It was lovely to speak to to, to some, some wonderful folks yesterday. Westminster Hall will close in the early hours of Monday morning to prepare for the funeral, meaning the back of the four and a half mile long queue will be shut off later today. On the way, residents in Haiti take advantage of a break in gun violence, and actress Blake Lively makes an announcement. The Times Daily World Briefing.
0: The United Nations nuclear watchdog says the Zaporizhia plant in Ukraine is once again receiving power from the national grid. Fighting between Russia and Ukrainian forces in the area had damaged the power lines connected to the plant. The International Atomic Energy Agency says the situation at the plant, which is an area controlled by Russia, has improved but that there are still risks. All six reactors in the plant are in what's called a state of cold shutdown, but maintaining this requires external power, which also helps protect it against the risk of a meltdown. Nuclear experts from the IAEA visited Zaporizhia for an assessment at the beginning of the month, following negotiations with Russian and Ukrainian authorities. Elsewhere, after the events of the past few days, Czech Republic, which holds the rotating European Union presidency, has called for an international war crimes tribunal to be established after the recent discovery of new mass graves in Ukraine. Melinda Herring is deputy director of the Eurasia Center at the Atlantic Council an American think tank on international affairs. Ukrainians have not been able to get in to investigate the number of dead. That's one of the big questions that we have remaining. I, I, I know your listeners will remember uh, the, the drama theater that was bombed and there were untold civilians, but uh, investigative journalists, general prosecutor's office, haven't been able to get in there and do the, the, you know, the hard verification work that needs to be done. Writing on Twitter, the Czech foreign minister said attacks on the civilian population were unthinkable and abhorrent. Authorities in Ukraine discovered a site containing more than 440 men, women, and children, as well as a mass grave that held at least 17 Ukrainian soldiers. They were located in recent days on the outskirts of Izium, in the Kharkiv region, after Ukrainian forces retook the area from retreating Russians
1: to Haiti now, where residents have been sheltering in place after gunfire broke out and burning tyres blocked streets during protests over fuel price hikes and crime this week. The Port-au-Prince residents took advantage of an expected half-day truce to rush to distribution centres and stockpile supplies of water and cooking gas, which have been running short in many places. Water has been sold from a house and without it many would die from thirst, according to a resident from the area. The man added that many had travelled miles just to fill bottles and buckets before lugging them home. The unrest in Haiti started as inflation surged to the highest it has been in a decade. Gang violence in the country has left hundreds dead and thousands displaced, with the government unable to reach most of Haiti's territory. The Haitian government has yet to respond to a request for comment. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the PGA Tour and Live Golf Series at odds, Here's Kane Reeves. The PGA Tour has been warned that they will lose the best players in the world forever if they don't open dialogue with the Saudi-backed Live Tour. American six-time major winner Phil Mickelson says the breakaway tour is here to stay and believes that it's in the best interests of the sport for both parties to talk. The Saudi circuit launched in June and has 12 major champions among its ranks, with those players largely banned from PGA Tour events. Speaking at the fifth event of the Saudi series in Chicago this weekend, Mickelson stated that the introduction of the new league was good for the game. Live Golf chief executive Greg Norman has accused the PGA Tour of trying to destroy his series and says they've been unable to open negotiations.
0: The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Blake Lively clapped back at paparazzi on social media on Saturday, shortly after debuting her baby bump at an appearance for the Forbes Power Women's Summit. Two days after the summit, Blake posted several photos of the bump on Instagram with the caption, Here are photos of me pregnant in real life. So the 11 guys waiting outside my home for a sighting will leave me alone. You freak me and my kids out. Blake's post is a rare public moment, speaking about pregnancy. Previously, she's kept tight-lipped while expecting, except the odd tongue-in-cheek comment like, I just like to create whether that's baking or storytelling or businesses or humans. I just really like creating. Blake has been a committed mother as well as a businesswoman and says she owes that to her mother, who was the hardest-working woman she knows. She hopes her children will also see that you don't need to choose between being an incredible mother and a successful businesswoman.
1: And finally, the free climber known as the French Spider-Man celebrated his 60th birthday by scaling an 870-metre or 613-foot-high tower, in the French capital's business district, La Défense. Robert says he wanted to use this stunt to send a message, adding that the age of retirement in France is 60. I want to send people the message that being
0: 60 years old is nothing. You can still do sport, be active, do fabulous things. I promised myself several years ago that when I reached 60, I would climb that tower again because 60 symbolizes retirement age in France, and I thought that was a nice touch." Climbing the Total Energies Tower multiple times in the past year, Robert also hopes his ascents will help raise awareness of climate change. Robert began climbing in 1975, training on the cliffs in the south of France and quickly becoming a top climber. Since his first ascent, he's climbed more than 150 skyscrapers around the world, from the Eiffel Tower in his home country to the world's tallest building, Dubai's Burj Khalifa.
1: He doesn't always get permission for his climbs and has been arrested on numerous occasions, and climbs just using his bare hands, no harness, and a pair of climbing shoes. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Sunday the 18th of September.
0: This podcast from the Times of London is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.